My name's Sarah Frick, and you're listening to Are You For Real? A podcast all about being real. Like, really real, not just cute Instagram real. Like, real. Welcome back to Are You For Real? with your favorite host, Sarah Frick. Today, we are talking to my dad. My dad is the best, you guys. He is... Uh, love. Um, I'm so excited for you to hear him and to share in this conversation with me because even though he's like the only dad I've ever known, it still was really special to get to sit down and ask intentional questions and just to be part of the experience. And, you know, I feel, I remember my mom saying this to me once, um, my parents had me when they were pretty young and she was like, I, I got to grow up with you. And you know, just sitting here and having this conversation with my dad um, was just such an opportunity to hear how both of us have grown so much in our relationship. And he's just a really special person. And I thank him for so many opportunities in my own life. So I'm excited for you guys to check it out. All right, guys, so we have my dad on the phone, and my dad is in Massachusetts, and it just took us about 45 minutes <laughs> to get connected on Skype. <laughs> so, Dad, thank you for um, being on our grand finale of our podcast. Um, so, like I just told my dad, you guys, um, we don't have, I don't have any sort of a script today. We are just organically going to be chatting and... Yeah. So dad, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? (laughs) Well, well, most of all, I'm actually, I'm Sarah's dad. That's really an exciting, that's a very exciting thing for me. I mean, because I just love her pieces. Um, I live here in Boston. This is where I'm from. Um, This is where my family's from. And I chose to go to school at the University of North Carolina. I uh, was fortunate enough to play a sport and go to the great school. Um, and that's where I met Sarah's mom. Who lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> Why did she lie? What did she say? That you guys went to school together. <laughs> no, no, no. So this is kind of a side story. I don't remember if it was at my mother's funeral or like somewhere close to that. I said to my dad, um, we were talking about my mom and my dad and my stepmom Kay came for my mom's funeral. And somehow I feel like this conversation came up and, you know, I was like, well, my dad and my mom met when they were at school together in Chapel Hill. And my dad was like, Sarah, (laughs) your mom didn't go to school at Chapel Hill. She worked in Chapel Hill. She worked on the same street. (laughs) So I always thought that was kind of funny, but, um, so my dad played football at Chapel Hill and, Tell us a little bit about that because you were not from the South and you were coming in from Massachusetts. Yeah, I, I was fortunate enough to, um, when I came to sports, I just, things just were kind of easy to me. And, um, and I, I love playing football. Uh, my mother didn't like that being from a Jewish family. So I was one of the very few Jewish football players at the University of North Carolina. Um, but it was a really wonderful experience. It's, uh, it's incre- incredibly competitive, and uh, the best part was that they paid for all of it for four years. So, and uh, I still have friends after f- over forty years, um, and just the experience of athletics at that at that level um, 
it's 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 amazing to watch these young men now, both young men and young women play athletically. I've always it's it's always impressed me, and um, to watch my my oldest daughter Sarah become a bit of a klutz to an incredible <laughs> athlete, incredible athlete. It's it's uh, I mean you're a warrior. Thank you, Dad. I know all the I know all the ladies that you know you teach and talk to and love. Um, you really are. It's it's amazing. Your two brothers are afraid of you, for God's sakes. As they should be. As they should be. So, um, yeah. So that, I went to school there and I returned home and I've been working in Boston uh, for over 40 years for a business that my grandfather started. And, um, and now I'm reaching the tender age of even thinking of retiring, which I'm still not. So. Okay. Well, good. Don't, don't do it yet. Cause I still have you know, three kids, five and under. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so let's just go back because I think this is such a uh, important part of your story and also something that was all is so motivating to me. And just what was it that, you know, you played sports your whole life. And like you said, you got a full scholarship because it's not you were from more of a working class family. And so what that did for you and what you learned from having that discipline. Well, it, you know, you can't, um, you can't teach desire. You just can't. I've tried to do that, uh, over the years with young men I've coached and, um, playing sports at any level. And even nowadays, sports go on in all different variations, you know, not just at the college and pro levels, but men and women who try to take care of themselves. And it's vitally important. And it's, uh, it's incredible when when someone can inspire other people to do things. And I, that's how I've always felt. I mean, it's people need to get some exercise. And in your lifetime, you went from someone who, well, wasn't that athletic to what you are right now. <laughs> I think I was just really tall and weird, maybe. No, but I even could see that you were an athlete, but, you know, you had your mind elsewhere just at the time but it's amazing to see to watch you now um but you know you, you came from me so that's you know that's that's a good reason yeah that is a good reason so let's go back to okay so you're at chapel hill and you meet my mom yeah and you've already shared with us that you are jewish and you met my mom, who his family is not. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other story. No, we got we got forty five minutes. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, your mom was your mom was working uh, in Chapel Hill at the time. I believe she was, her, and 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 mom's your mom's parents just lived right up the street. Uh, and, well, they were in at the beginning of Durham, um, and. They were very religious, not my type of religious. And um, and your mom really was really noncommittal to that. And so we met. I didn't. I met her folks a few times. Um, and it was our my senior year, and your mom came up and um, up here to New England, and we eventually got married. Um, but yeah, there's certain. People have certain differences in life. It's, I, it's you just have to kind of weave your way through all these differences. And but you always had a good relationship with them. Absolutely, I did. I it was very very important to be respectful, and um, as you know yourself, how your grandmother can be 
you know, that's how it was over 40 years ago. I mean, yeah. same, same thing, you know, the Lord, the Lord. And oh, that's fine. Um, but, I mean, she, she's still alive and she's just a wonderful woman. Yeah. Um, but it just wasn't my cup of tea, nor was it your mom's. Um, and um, but I know that she found peace, you know, later in life and all that and was able to get back with uh, her mother. And, and uh, that's why I keep reminding you that you have to go see your grandmother with your beautiful children. Yeah, I know. I need to. I need to call her is what I need to do. It's just every day. I'm like, I need to call her. I need to call her. So maybe today is the day. Maybe today is the day. Um, so let's go on. So you guys moved back to Boston. We moved to Boston. We were living here in Boston, and we were living actually in West Concord, Massachusetts, which is west of Boston. And um, I had started, I was working full time uh, at Atlas. And um, so tell everybody what Atlas is. I know you started too, and I interrupted you. No, no, no. Atlas is a company my grandfather started. We sell paper supplies. There's two parts of our business. One is paper supplies, you know, napkins, toilet paper for restaurants. The other is is retail packaging, printed bags and boxes and things of that nature. And, you know, it's been pretty good. Sarah, even tried, you even tried to do this for a while. Yeah, I was not, I was not very good at it. <laughs> you know, everything, everything is a learning experience. Everything. And whether... You found yourself. You found what we, what you were at peace with, and you be, you know you become really really good at it. Well, but thank you. Uh, um, but we were blessed to have you. Uh, I believe it was October twenty sixth, nineteen eighty one. Actually. Yep. Why don't you tell? You can tell that story because you just told it to us at the beach, and it's kind of funny. Well, um, your mom was very pregnant, and really was starting to have um, various contractions uh, starting on the 25th of October. And on the 26th, my mother, who I love dearly, actually, I adored my mother, actually, uh, who was your Mimi, um, was away for about 10 days. And when she came from, from the airport, she directly came to our house in West Concord. And at that point, uh, your mom was experiencing regular uh, contractions and it was around 4:30, 5 o'clock at night when we had to head to the um, head to the hospital. So just try to picture a son driving, wife in the passenger seat, and my mother, who I adored, sitting in the <laughs> back seat and pulling at my ear every time there was a backup in the traffic. Though there were, it was a two-lane highway. Um, and I'm not sure how, you know, I won't use the word that she used, but you can use it. Oh, so we're, we're about two, three <laughs> miles from the airport, uh, from the uh, hospital. And, um, your mom just really started to have these really difficult contractions. And my mother grabbed me by the ear and simply said, just pass the fucking car. <laughs> I passed the car in this two lane highway. I didn't get picked up by the police. We got to the hospital uh, we, we got into the area where for women having babies and my mother was with us and this nurse kind of said, excuse me, where are you going? She said, I'm going with them. And she goes, no, not today. So, <laughs> so my mother and father waited for a while, but they eventually went home. And, and I'm pretty sure that you were born 
very early morning on the 26th. I remember driving 1.30, 2.30 in the morning. Nothing was open. Um, but you were adorable. I mean, you were adorable when you were born. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and you're just and you're just beautiful now. So that's you guys. This is my biggest fan, John. I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> this is beautiful. You're beautiful in so many different ways. I, and I know your friends and the people that rely on you see that. You know, you're just you're pretty neat. You're all right. Thank you. Okay, so you and my mom had me, and then because I was so beautiful. You decided that you didn't want to live together anymore. <laughs> I think we. I think we were. We were just. We got married. I. I think Billy was a lot my fault. I wasn't prepared. Um, but we had you, and that was the most difficult part because I. I, I kind of knew that your mom was going to head back south. Um, I didn't really tell her that she couldn't. I know that in other situations you can make it difficult. I just didn't want to do that. She loved being down in North and South Carolina. And, and I believe that's where you went. You went to Hilton Head Island. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't want to dwell on, you know, the divorce and all that. It, it, your mother and I were friends for many, many years. And You were. And, that's, and I tell people that, you know, it's like I have so many friends whose parents have gone through things. And I didn't know. I, honestly, I didn't know that that was a, a bad thing. You know, I never had to experience that. And I'm so grateful that I didn't, I watch friends now who are go through divorce with children and it's just heartbreaking and I didn't have to experience that. So, yeah, well, I, yeah. And I, I it is important. I, and, and you got to remember it's, it's, it's two that made it good. It wasn't just me. It was your I mom know. made it good. And, um, um, so it was always great. I, I remember coming to visit you quite often in Hilton Head. And, and you know, I started to do business down in North and South Carolina and you moved around a few times and, um, um, you know, those, those memories are just stuck in my mind. Um, they are, I mean, and you were just wonderful. You're a good kid. Um, you know, you had issues, uh, but you know, who doesn't have issues? Yeah. Yeah. And then we got to, how old was I when you met Kay? Four? Yeah. Um, yeah. You were about four. Um, and it was, incre- it was incredible when you two met. Um, everything was incredible. I mean, Kay was just so wonderful. And you just really took to her and you called her KB. Mm-hmm. It was just easy for you to use those words. Because my dad dated a woman before who wasn't very nice to me and wouldn't let me eat her gummy bears. <laughs> and I remember that. <laughs> well, we won't bring Susan into the conversation. Well, I wasn't even going to say her name. <laughs> um, but yes, I remember meeting Kay and I remember this vividly was her tights. She had on black lacy tights and I just thought she was the fanciest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, she, um, yeah, she was, uh, she was a great dresser. She was just beautiful and kind and, and, um, um, we just, you learned a lot when I lived in Boston. I mean, I lived right in Boston by, you know, those people who know Boston, you know, the Prudential, the Christian science building. That's where you learned how to ride your bike. Mm-hmm, without training wheels. Without training wheels. Um, I was young enough and strong enough to run around and then finally I couldn't stay at, keep up with you, but mm-hmm. you know, ride your bike there. Um, and then, um, 
we moved out here to uh, Sudbury and uh, been out here for over 31 years now. Same house. Same house, right. Same house, a lot of memories. Um, and, you know, some good, some bad. So. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about, okay, so you and Kay got married and then you had other children. We had, we have Max and Sam. Yep. And they still live there. Yeah, Max lives in uh, lives in outside of Boston. Today was his, actually his first day working at Boston College in their food business, so that hopefully that'll be exciting. And uh, younger son Sam um, is uh, here with me at 584 Dutton Road um, <laughs> at the moment, and um, you know he's trying to find himself. He's um, aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> and um, um, you know, you know, it's a lot of things have changed in the last few years. So it's just trying to get used to everything and, and just trying to, you got to keep moving forward and, um, in bad times and in good times. Yeah. That's, 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 that's the key. I, I agree with that a lot. Um, well, I had some people wanted some, I put it out to ask some questions. So I'm going to start with these um, and then we can kind of just keep going. So, um, th- one of the questions was, well, <laughs> Sarah Rock sent me a question. She said, who is your favorite massage therapist in Charleston? <laughs> Sarah Rock is that. She is the best. She's the best. I could use her now. Yeah, she's the best. Um, that's a plug for you, Sarah. You're welcome. Um, and then I had another woman ask, what did you expose or introduce little Sarah to in the order for her to find her strengths? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I go back to my, you know, just, I love being involved with sports. Um, you know, I was an average student at best and, but I just could kind of do things. So, um, when I had the opportunity to be Sarah, a coach for Sarah, I did. Um, actually that was my first coaching gig here in Sudbury and she was on a softball team and I was the coach and we had a lot of, uh, good players. Sarah was one of them. Uh, a little bit of a klutzy, but she she was she was having fun, <laughs> and I and I, I found I found it ironic, um, maybe not ironic, but we had the guys coming down and, and talking to the to the to the young ladies while they were playing softball, and I finally had to put a kibosh on that. Now Sarah, of course, was very upset and embarrassed that I did that, but um, hey, we're playing sports. You can talk to them later. Leave them alone. And, um, so that started my career of, 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 uh, coaching here in town. And then you've coached a lot and now you umpire. I am. I, um, after, uh, after college, I, I love playing golf and tennis. Uh, but unfortunately my body started to break down about 12, 13 years ago and had a back operation. So I've been, I've been, a am now a college baseball umpire along with working, you know, five days a week. And, um, that's been great. It's really a wonderful decision that I made. Everybody was very patient. Um, everybody uh, let me do it. And it's just become a big part of my life come the spring and summer. And now the fall, and I'm very happy to say that the season's over for me. And Time to take a break. Yeah, come down and see you guys some more. Well, that kind of leads into my next question. So somebody said, what have you learned about how you parented Sarah by watching her parent her own children? That it was that I'm awesome. 
I, I'm in, I'm in, I'm amazed at how patient you are. Really? I'm amazed how patient you are. With John or with the kids? Well, I, with the kids. <laughs> I mean, with the kids. Look, look you've got to remember this, and this is this is true for every couple who date and every couple who get married. It's it's work. It's work all the time. Yeah. In a relationship, and it doesn't end. It, it, it only becomes even more important when you start to have children, and you're amazed at the type of children that come from the two same parents. Mm-hmm. You know, can it, it can't be, mm-hmm. and you know you have enough friends. I, I've had friends over the years and experienced it myself. You know, with you and your mom, sometimes we're just immature and we don't work hard enough at it, or sometimes you make a mistake. Um, I just uh, going back to your question. You're pretty calm. You really are, and you're wonderful hostess thank you uh, there's a there's a you my mother would call you a bullabusta <laughs> which is a, a yiddish word which is a yiddish word um for someone who can just put together people come over and all of a sudden there's something out there as, yeah as, but you saw your mom do that mm-hmm. that's what Kate. that's what Kay does and mm-hmm. even even now with 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 my friend Margaret, I mean, it's just some people. Most women are great about it. All right, guys are knuckleheads. They mm-hmm. grab a few beers and they think that they've done it. Open up a bag of chips <laughs> and say, "Okay, here you go." Right. But um, you've matured incredibly. You found such peace and happiness with what you do, and that makes a difference. You know, if if you didn't like what you did you wouldn't be peaceful. You wouldn't be at peace with yourself. I agree. <clears throat> and look, a lot of people have to go about their work. They may not like it 100%, and it shows. Um, you're fortunate. You and John, both. Mm-hmm. You both found something that you're incredible at, though you're better than John. I know. And, and that, <laughs> that's what's neat. That's what's neat. <laughs> you just have to make sure that your body can just handle all this. That's all. Right. That's where Sarah Rock comes in. Yeah. Um, so let's, so another one of the questions was people, some, I've got a few of these. Tell us um, a story about Sarah, like an embarrassing story. And I always go back to the story of the first time I got drunk. Absolutely. It's a great one. I All mean, right. It was the ideal <laughs> one for you. It was a, and it was a learning, it, this was going to, I was going to teach you a lesson. Because and you did. Oh, I did. You know, we here we are on a Friday, and Sarah, when Sarah was living with us, I think she was a freshman in high school, and every Friday she was already ready to leave, and she never came home. She would just stay over at somebody's house. Uh, Sarah must have forgot, but she had a dentist appointment on a Saturday after going out with some friends and staying over a friend's house, where Sarah started to learn the art of drinking. <laughs> so, so I simply, I, I know she called the house and Kay was in the between. I said, no, I'm picking her up. Tell her to be ready. So I went to pick you up. You got in the car. I could tell immediately that you smelled of alcohol. I didn't say anything and we had to drive out. To- How embarrassing. And my dad didn't mention that my uncle was my dentist. <laughs> Yeah, so I made sure driving out to Worcester, 
that I made it the most miserable drive, <laughs> stopping, starting, and stopping, and pulling over, and stopping, to the point that I thought Sarah was simply just going to throw up in the back. <laughs> it's terrible. But, but by the time she got to see Uncle Jeff, I mean, you know, she was so happy to get out of the car. But I, I, I don't, I, I really, that's it. I, maybe my, my memory's just bad, but you're a good person. You're really a nice person. And I don't, yeah, we had differences. Yes, I understand it. But that was, that's one of the, that's one of the worst things. You know, maybe some of the choice of your boyfriends, but no, that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, I think if that's the worst one, then that's great. You've been pretty good. Well, good, good, good. Thank you. Um, okay. So I wanted to talk a little bit just about, um, I don't know. I don't want to like, uh, turn it too, too far to end, but just that, you know, we've experienced so much together, um, with the loss of my mom and the loss of Grace and the loss of Mimi, which was my dad's mom, and now the loss of Kay. And I just feel like in a sense, it's, you know, it was, we were able, or I've, I've leaned on you for so much of that. And then this year with Kay, it was just, just heartbreaking. And I always said like, what broke my heart the most was just the thought of you being without somebody. And that's why I'm so glad Margaret's in your life now. Um, because I think that that's just, you know, I love you so much and I would never want for you to live by yourself or be unhappy or not feel cared for and loved for. And so I think just moving through those experiences and, you know, seeing those experiences, like you said, like, they're tragic and they're just so awful. And of course you don't want that to happen, but to see them as it's, it's a learning and it's a practice of, of leaning in and having the people there to support you. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, what do you, how do you feel about all that? Well, it's, it's really hard. It's, uh, you know, I've been blessed. I have had incredibly strong, independent, beautiful women in my life. You know, I can start with my mother, my sister, um, who is, is the matriarch of our family now. Um, you know, when you lost your mom, it's, it's gut wrenching. It's, 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 it's beyond words. And there are many people who will listen in and, and they've experienced that. It's, it's the words are difficult to, to say. Um, it's true. The people who suffer the most are the people that are left. Yeah. And I remember distinctly where I was, how many times you called me when your mom was nearing her end. And it's just, it's, it's so difficult. It's hard to breathe, you know, and mm-hmm. and I remember you standing up and talking with you before the service in Hilton Head and Kay and I made sure that we were there and you weren't sure if you could speak. And I said, no, you have to talk for her now. <laughs> and you were great. You got up and you, and you spoke from the heart about your mother. And I know that it was difficult for your sister and all the problems that she's had, but you know, 
this is what you have to do. And, and then life goes on. And yep. then the next day the sun comes up. And then you experienced something that parents should never, ever experience. Losing grace. Yeah. And all the things, the complications and, you know, what if it didn't matter? What mattered was that you were parents and then there was a problem. Mm -hmm. Somehow you had to have the courage to deal with it. And that's incredibly hard. Mm -hmm. I remember the phone call. Um, on a Tuesday night, we were letting coming down Wednesday morning when you called, and all the way down that next morning, talking to Kenny and Jeannie, and just trying to figure out what's going on. Um, there's no, there's no, there's no book on this. There's no way people can figure out this. Mm-hmm. You just, you have to literally, because you're dropping to your knees. You know, and there you were having to deal with it. And this really took a, um, it took an incredible turn in your life. I had never seen you ever depressed. Yeah, I, it was, I, it's the, it was the hardest. I've never felt like that before in my life, ever. I mean, I, it may, it gave me a glimpse into what like mental illness could feel like. I just could not get out of my own way. Yeah. And it was incredible what you did. I, uh, this probably had to be because of your mother. Your writing, what you put into words when you started to write things on a daily basis, not short little things either, pages and pages of how you felt and what you were feeling, you know, who was helping you, who wasn't helping you. I mean, I, I felt like I had... I wasn't giving you enough help. You know, we, we it just were so far away. No, but you were. And that's the thing is, and, and truly, and I've said this to you before, but you've always been, you know, like a beacon of strength, like a rock. And so I think at some, at, there has to be, you have to stay that way. Like that's your role a little bit. It's okay to break every once in a while, but there was plenty of other people that were breaking with me, you know? I'm, I've always, I've, I've always felt like that. I, 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 there are just some times in life that even the really strong, you know, just fall to their knees mm-hmm. and, and losing K was one of those times. Yeah. And I mean, I've never, I've never just fallen on my knees. And in this case, um, it was just unbelievable. How did this happen to the healthiest person? I know. Beautiful, gracious, kind. I mean, just everything. And why? Why? What message is this? And then to not even give her a chance. Not even a chance. And, and I do have to say, I probably said it that day when we had the memorial for Kay, how you three stood up there 
and spoke. So it reminded me of what you had to do when your mom passed away. Mm-hmm. But your testament that day to Kay, I've had more people over the last year just tell me who were there, who might bump into me, just what an incredible moment that was to listen to you three. And um, I just, it was almost surreal. Um, and then you realize that life goes on. Mm-hmm. And the people who came in to visit were just wonderful. Came in, eventually everybody has to go back to their life. Yep. And that included you. And that included the case three sisters, Max and Sam, my sister, Jeffrey, Billy, Arthur, all the nephews and nieces. And you breathe. Mm-hmm. You breathe. If you can breathe, and you know, whenever the house is empty, you just you just got to keep moving. And that's always been, I've always felt that's a strength of what I have. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm a pretty strong guy. Um, but it was the greatest test that I've ever had. And, you know, after a while, you know, people were asking me, you know, would you like to call this person or that person? And, you no. Know, and I just think it's so neat and it's so nice and so wonderful and kind that there I was sitting at the Fort Myers International Airport waiting for my flight back to Boston and I sat next to this woman and this woman and I Margaret and I have become very good friends and she's really a nice wonderful she's just really a wonderful person I'm uh, she really is she's like a, I, she's like a gift really lucky how I met her and um you know, it's a slow process, but it's a nice feeling. And um, uh, Sarah's met her, and the kid, her, my my grandkids have met her, um, and she's just it's it's wonderful to be able to meet somebody after such a beautiful thirty two year old relationship with my beautiful wife Kay. Yes, and and she really is, and she's what I admire about her so much is that. She just was so kind and on entry and just, you know, was there to support the interaction between her and I and my children and you, and it just did not feel pushy at all. So I'm, I'm thankful too. She's just lovely. She's a really, she's very confident and, and she's a very strong independent woman and been in charge of men for many years in her business, in her business that she was in. And yeah, and it just was really nice. You know, just you know, watching her with the grandkids was just really wonderful, and uh, so. But um, well, so let's talk. Let's go over to talk about you being a grandfather, and how do you like? What do you think about that? Do you like that? Do you hate my kids? The bad part about <laughs> it, I live. I live so far away. I mean, you know, living nine hundred miles away isn't as easy as living next door. But because I'm. Um, I, I think it's it's wonderful. I mean, I can't believe that I'm a grandfather. Um, well, and but but you know, Waylon, who's now in kindergarten, and and little Della and Van, who soon will be you know moving their way up in in nursery school, 
who are actually right now screaming in the background. Well, even though you're 900 miles away, you make a great effort, and we love having you as our our gramps. So I just want to um, thank you again so much for taking the time to talk to us, and I love you so much, and uh, we'll chat soon. I love you too, sweetie. You guys, how great is my dad? Oh, I'm so glad we got to wrap our first season with that. This season has been so incredible. I came into this podcast having listened to maybe one or two podcasts before in my whole life. And I'm not talking about a season. I'm talking about a 30 minute podcast. And what I have found about this is how much I love this. I love, it's created so much community in my own life with the, with you guys and just the things that the people that we've talked to, the people that we've reached. I mean, this has been so awesome. We are gearing up for season two. Our roster is looking absolutely incredible. I'm like dying over it. This podcast will always, always be free to you guys, but I got to pay the bills. So I'm going to give you a little word from our sponsor. Our sponsor right now is Blender Bombs. You know where you can get them at the works. You can get them on their website as well. 10% off using my code Sarah with an H10. Um, I do love these things. One thing I will do with sponsors is only use things that I actually put in my own body. I can promise you guys that. So they're great for smoothies. They're great for kids. Great for on the go. So listen, we're going to take a little break now because I got a lot of little people that need me. I got a business to run. I got friends to see. I got shit to do. So sit tight. We got season two. We're in the works. But until then, tell all your friends listen to season one. Please, please, please subscribe, rate us, pass us around. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Peace out.